Now we know that finding the perfect non-alcoholic drink can sometimes feel like a major challenge, but we've discovered something that's about to knock your socks off and your taste buds too. Go Brewing. Did you know Go Brewing was rated number one, number one, Michaela, for non-alcoholic beer in the country and rightly so. Fun fact. All of their beers fall under the gluten-free guidelines, so you won't get that gross bloated feel that you sometimes can get when you're drinking, let's be honest. Plus, all their brews without fruit have less than one gram of sugar. Because we want to feel sexy and sober and have fun, Go Brew is the perfect choice for us. And who says beer isn't sophisticated? When you could just put it in a champagne glass like I do. My favorite at the moment is the Sunshine State Tropical IPA from Go Brewing. It's the mango and peach flavor. As a listener, you can save 15% by going to brewing.com slash sobergirls or by using the code sobergirls. Plus, get a free two-day shipping on orders of $40 or more. Again, go to brewing.com slash sobergirls or use our code sobergirls for 15% off. Okay, can I be honest here? Yes. I used to rely on alcohol for a lot of things, including managing my PMS symptoms like anxiety, irritability, feeling blue, ugh, huge mistake. However, as a sober girl today, that is obviously not an option, but have no fear. Ladies, we found a solution to our PMS woes, alcohol so not needed. Enter Jubilance, your daily support and new BFF when it comes to true and effective PMS relief. It's so simple. Just take one capsule a day and keep your symptoms at bay. If you're interested in trying it, you can use the code SOBERGIRLS for $10 off your first order. I've noticed I have more energy, focus, less cravings, and my mood feels so much more balanced. Jubilance is a non-hormonal available over-the-counter and powered by two-ingredient formula used by thousands of women worldwide to live PMS mood symptom-free. Think less anxiety, less irritability, more peace, power, and dare I say, fun all month long. Try Jubilance for $10 off by visiting jubilance.com forward slash sobergirls or use the promo code sobergirls at checkout. That's J-U-B-I-L-A-N-C-E.com slash sobergirls for $10 off. Hi guys, welcome to Two Sober Girls Podcast. Woo! I am your host, Erin, and with the amazing Michaela, podcast number 19. Holy moly. And today we're talking about progress, not perfection. To start today where you are and what to do when you have a relapse, as we call in the rooms. Okay, so let's start with progress, not perfection. Something, Michaela, I was sharing with you earlier is that I thought in order to get help with my addiction, in order to um, enter into AA, which is so insane, that I had to already have stopped drinking. Like I couldn't actually show up with alcohol in my system or, you know, just still in the grips of my addiction, which is not the case. The only requirement is the desire to stop drinking. And there are many people who show up for their first meeting and they're intoxicated. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend it, but if it gets you into the room, absolutely come as you are. Um, We're here to help. Okay. So that kept me stuck and sick for a very long time. The second or the other side of that coin is what to do when you relapse. When, if you unfortunately do pick up again, 
you know, some people think that's it. Like it's, Mm -hmm. they failed. No, we begin again. We just start in the rooms. You start your day count over, um, but you are welcomed with open arms and you just begin again, you know? And so we just want to like flush this out for anybody listening, because today's the day to begin. And if, and if you've picked up, we are here to pull you up and show you the way again. That's it. Yeah. No big, no big deal. Right. I think we overcomplicate things. Our system overcomplicate things because we've been in this like pattern basically. Right. So you're, you're breaking up this pattern, but I think what's important to mention is if you, let's say said you, you didn't want to drink any alcohol and you ended up, you know, going out Friday and hanging out with your girlfriends and having a drink that does not make you a bad person. Um, I think it's just the guilt that we, we put on ourselves like, Oh, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've fucked up. The thing is we have to decide what, like, which lane are we in? Mm-hmm. So I, when I was a 20 something, I don't remember the exact age, but I decided uh, that I'm not going to drink anymore, but I didn't give it an end date. I just said that, like, I just, I don't want this in my life. I want to try life without it. And I went about two, two and a half years without drinking alcohol. I still had fun. I still went out. I still traveled. I did a lot of fun things and I had to explore life and my mindset on how to like define it for myself. And I did it and I, and I actually thought it was a lot of fun because it went, I did things differently than other people. And I always like enjoy that part. I try Mm -hmm. not to be like everybody else. And so Mm -hmm. that made me different in that way. But, you know, eventually I did end up drinking and I didn't think of it as a failure. I just looked at that, those two years as a test run Mm -hmm. and knowing that I can do it and knowing that I can enjoy life Yes, and knowing that you know, we, we are in control of things once we put our mind into it. And so I went through the same sort of process in my thirties. Once I had my daughter, I just did not, alcohol didn't even come to my mind when I was, you know, I was a single mom and I truly just gave my daughter and my business my all. And it didn't leave any room for me to go out and have fun. And I never drank at home. So it just, it didn't work. But then I did end up dating um, for six six months. So it was a brief period, but, and it did involve alcohol. Mm. And in the beginning, it was so fun. I, you know, I think my daughter was two and a half. I said, okay, I think I'm ready. And I got myself in a, in a place where like sort of things that I would do my twenties, it just kind of like, you know, we would stay up late, we would drink. And it was Mm -hmm. like, it was always a party. And while my system was like, yeah, I'm back. Like you still got it. And it felt great. But the next morning, Erin, I felt like shit. I felt like Uh. my, all of the work that like I've done for my mental health, because I, I, I have, you know, had struggled with depression and anxiety. Mm. It, it like raised it to a hundred. And here I am like, you know, I would get home and try to sleep it off. But then my daughter would wake up six 37 and I felt like horrible. And then the guilt on top of it, you know, with, with trying to raise her. And so that happened a few times. It didn't happen like every day. And after those six months, I was like, 
I could not continue that relationship because I didn't see it going any other way. And in my mind, you know, I do a lot of visual visualization. That was not the type of relationship that I was desiring. I wanted like a, you know, waking up early with coffee or green juice and having a conversation and that was not happening. So it was so misaligned from what, like Uh, what I actually wanted, but that like that inner girl, like still wanted to have that fun. And so I, I continued it for, for about six months. Um, and I just, then it was just like a hard, no, like I just, he didn't even expect it. I said, this is, this is not working out. I went to Maine, um, with another, uh, my friend who's a health coach, we had a business, you know, we worked on a business together I took my daughter there and spent like two months there and just, she does not drink. And so it was just a nice reset. Yeah. And then again, I didn't figure out which lane I'm going into. Yeah. I didn't decide like, okay, is this it? Like I still was doing all of the things that I talk about in coaching is like, you know, no matter where you are on your journey, you have to focus on nourishing yourself because that is where, when you nourish yourself and you know, you are worthy and you Mm. elevate your, like your frequency, your energy, your vibes to a level of okay, I got good sleep. I'm eating, drinking water. You know, I'm trying to eat healthy. I like when you're trying to do all of those things, you're, and you know, this in IIN, the school that we went to for coaching is like, you crowd out all of the bad things out of your life. Mm -hmm. So, and this is the same thing as like with law of attraction, you, you end up receiving what you focus on, right? So what you think about, you bring about, if you are focused on, this, you know, I drank last night and you're like going into that, that lane of feeling guilt. And you're, you're thinking like, Oh, I fucked up. I might as well do it again today. Like I just, I broke my, you know, hundred days or whatever days you had. Um, you end up attracting more of that and you're going into a different direction than if you are focusing on, okay, let's say, you know, I had a drink last. Okay. How how can I pour more self-love into me? Because that is not the time you want to pour self-love, but what that does, it's, it brings you into the present moment and you can make a list, bring, put your pen and paper and say, what are some things I can do to take care of my body? And also going even deeper and asking yourself, what made me do that? What place was I in? Was I trying to like compete with myself or was I trying to be like somebody or was I trying to, you know, do I define fun this way? What other ways can I define fun? And this February of 2022, I don't have a exact date. It was like middle of February, I remember. And I have decided to step into the lane of Mm -hmm. never drinking alcohol again. And that, I think just by that decision, it like, it changed something in my body and my chemistry and my brain and my mind where I was like, okay, I will figure this out. I've done it before. So I have evidence. And so if you have, let's say, didn't drink for 20 days and you never went that long, you already have evidence that you can do it. You've survived. You are alive. You're breathing. In fact, you are thriving. Like you're thriving, right? Because there's Mm -hmm. nothing like the feeling of waking up 
sober. There's <laughs> nothing like it. Nothing like it. It's the ultimate high. Yes. What we're chasing. And I think what you were chasing too with that, you know, dating is an old feeling like you were trying to like, we, we live in the past and we, we romanticize the drink. We romanticize that time. But if you really, really and truly get honest and think about it, it effing sucks and it, yeah. and it effing sucks because poison in poison out. And what are you really hungry for? What are you, and you nailed it. You know what you, you sat down and you said, wait, I want a partner like this. Yeah. I want this I want to wake up and feel this way. I now know what I'm hungry for and I'm going to attract it and I'm going to manifest it and I'm going to feed my soul, feed my body, nurture the highest version of me because that alcohol took that all away, that power. But what I was trying to do with alcohol, one, you never can. One, you never can. Alcohol is that thing that brings you in and you need more and more and more and more to get to that place of a momentary numbing and right. relief. It's not a real release. And something also triggered when you said that. Okay, so sober dating is a whole nother topic. Mm-hmm. It's something that we are going to dive into in our private group because that's a huge one, Michaela. Like that is not easy, guys. We, we hear you. Like it's not. So sober dating and also deciding to be sober when your partner isn't. Yes. I think that is a big one. And that's something that I've navigated yeah. um, in my, in my life. Huge. And it takes a little bit of uh, inner work and effort and, and being really solid. Yes. But once you are, it's not as hard as you think. No, you know, I think we end up having these fears in our mind, like, oh, he's not going to love me anymore or this and that. In fact, you know, you're making yourself better with the right person. They're going to love that. And it might actually have them look at their habits. I think so. And that might be the next level in your relationship. Yes. So whether you are in a relationship or not, everything can be better. I, I, I believe, you know, I think there's nothing like, like I said, there's nothing like waking up with, without a hangover, you're more productive, you feel better, you can exercise, it's easier to eat healthy, yes. your mind is clear, mm-hmm. you are actually dealing with life mm. with like what's actually around you versus like being so stuck in this like self-sabotage, guilt, mm-hmm. and self-shame, and repeating that pattern, right? So you're like, you're like the best version of yourself in a sense. And, you know, let's remember that alcohol by design um, is addictive and, you know, it causes anxiety and depression. Um, So of course, when you remove it and you start to, which we are here to help with putting in all the good and having the different strategies for everything from sleep to meditation, to stress management, to breathing, to exercise, to hydrating. Oh my gosh, guys, you feel superhuman. Like I really want to like tell every human being that will listen. Sobriety is the greatest high, the greatest space to inhabit. I cannot believe. And then when you get to mm-hmm. here and you are like, okay, I never want to go back there, mm-hmm. but I know that I have to be in the work and really, um, 
diligent about feeding myself what I need so that I never hunger. Because a lot of times too, what I wrote down here when you're speaking, when you're starving and if it's starving for um, connection or starving for a release, or if there is a hunger not met, you are going to pick up something that is not aligned with you. Yeah. So we need to really be pay attention to our cues and what we really need. And something in the rooms we say a lot is, halt if you are hungry angry lonely or tired you pause because that is you know you are setting yourself up for a relapse because that's when you are your defenses are down and so okay if you're hungry if you're truly hungry physically hungry choose something nurturing and wonderful for your body and enjoy the meal mm-hmm. you are angry do some breath work call a sober human get some advice, pray on it, meditate, go for a walk. You know, there's things you can systematically do, but you, this awareness that you were talking about, that you had that like epiphany post dating, like, wait a second, Mm -hmm. I don't like the way I'm feeling. It's not what I want to do. And then you went away and you had this kind of like mini retreat and return to yourself. And that's not to say it was easy because you still want to be that self. And I still wanted to feel that way. And I, Mm -hmm. but it's like, how can I provide that feeling for myself without another person? That is the key. And once you figure that out, whether it's, you know, revamping your closet and your one, you know, your underwear drawer or like your like makeup drawer, or like, once you like switch it to like, how can I make myself feel sexy and loved and beautiful and fun? You know, we have control of doing that, you know? Yeah. It's all, we already have it. I mean, I love, we brought it back. It's already inside of us. Always. That was the, the wildest thing. Like, wait a second, everything I want is here. And then I'm going to attract what's here. And that's what happened to me. And this is a, another episode, maybe with our sober dating episode, my partner and my, you know, truly the love of my life. But it was once I fell in love with me and healed. And it was like, and I remember the day I felt wonderful, Michaela. I felt I was in gratitude. I was saying to my God, I was celebrating two years. How long did it take after? Okay. So two years after being sober. sober. And I was just in such a space of fullness and richness. And literally God dropped this person right in front of me, but that's, that's the way it works. And they said, that's the thing It's already inside guys. You have everything you desire. It's just going back in and finding it and reconnecting and nurturing it every day. And like you said, it's not easy all the time and it is work, but it's like, look, those two years, I'm sure you've done a lot of work. I'm sure you felt lonely, but not really. Right. Cause you were connected mm-hmm. to God. Right. Mm-hmm. So you knew you were not alone on this path. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, and I, and I think again, everyone is so different. Like we have to decide what we want going forward and we can't just half-ass it and just say like, I'm just not going to drink, but like, how do you define that for yourself? I mean, are you, because if you're saying like, I'm never going to drink again and I'm going to, uh, nourish myself. I'm going to do the inner work. That is a different Mm -hmm. trajectory from, I don't want to drink Mm -hmm. two very different frequencies. So you're, Mm -hmm. you're attracting two very different things with this first one. I just said with saying, stating, 
I, I, I'm, I live an amazing alcohol free life and I'm doing the inner work. So you're putting it in there. Like, you know, you're going to have to do something towards it, but you're going to get this amazing life, right. Versus I don't want to drink because I feel like shit. Like those are two different reasons to not go for it. And if you are listening to this, do yourself a favor and decide and make that decision. And even if it's, you know, even if you're, let's say drinking every single day and you've landed on this podcast and you want to decide that you want to cut it back by 80%, like that is still going towards the right direction. We are cheering for you all day. And once you decide that you'll Mm -hmm. realize that there is help out there and there's people going through similar things and there's, it's, it's all about improving, you know, something you mentioned in the beginning, you didn't want to go to a meeting because you thought you would have to be sober. That's like saying, I have to be completely fit in order for me to go to the gym. Like how, how often does that happen though? And that keeps people out of gyms. Yeah. This is unbelievable. You know, these thoughts that these lies that we listen to no open arms to anyone listening, come in and join us. And what I love so much, I mean, so many things I love about us, but two sober girls, it's for people who want to drink less and learn different coping strategies, different tools to employ, to live, live a healthier, more balanced, vibrant life. And for people who are like, I don't want to drink and I, I want to be completely sober we are, we're here and we can hold both. And I think that is just so, such a gorgeous opportunity for anyone, you know, cause it's really inviting to wherever you are and whatever your relationship to alcohol is drinking less will radically, radically bless and improve your life and the lives of everyone around you. And of course not drinking at all. Yes. It just gets even better, but we can hold space for both. And it, the best advice I have is just begin. Like you said, line up, jump in and guess what? It doesn't happen alone. You do need yeah. community and guidance. And like you said, like why waste time? This is your one precious life. Like we're here to guide you and, and, to, and you need a community around you who is doing this thing that you're like, okay. Well, and you'll realize it's not just about deciding to not drink anymore. Oh. It, I, that is, that is obviously the first step or drink yeah. less. But there is vast amount of things that we can be doing mm-hmm. that you might not even think about, or mm-hmm. probably not. You know, I mean, I didn't know most of this work until I went to IIN yeah. and learning how, you know, the importance of having a spiritual practice, the importance mm-hmm. of having a fitness practice, mm-hmm. and even with that, for not trying to mimic somebody else's fitness practice, because it might not work for you and actually might be worse for you. Right. So just like finding different things for yourself that will enhance your life, you know, creating better relationships, having more boundaries, all of these things that we were not taught in school or probably not by our parents or probably, you know, might've read a book, but we never applied it. We didn't know anybody else that's doing the work. And, you know, I'm here to say without the work, it's, you know, it's not as hard as, as you think it is um, because it will, it will 
propel you in your life. It will give you life. Yeah. It will give you purpose. It will give you motivation. Um, so it's, it's important to do that inner work, no matter what stage in your life that you are at. And what happened for me was because I was doing the inner work, I mean, as soon as I started doing the inner work in my mid twenties, my eating disorder that I had was, it literally dissolved. It dissolved. It, it, it never came back. Um, and I realized I was starving for those things. I started meditating. I was doing yoga. I was in the rooms with people who are healing. I was learning the language, the conversations, and I started leaning more towards that. I started learning mm -hmm. about nutrition. You know, this was not a, once I did it, I knew everything. It was a progress and it still is. I'm still learning things. I'm still, you know, hiring coaches and I'm still, mm -hmm. you know, make sure I, I get into these rooms and these conversations because I always learn something. I love that. No. And I, I think that's part of being fully alive and sober. I have such a desire to grow and expand and to do more and to be more and to help more people. The more that I can do this so beautiful, how you said about your eating disorder, because truly it all goes back to a spiritual solution and you cannot fix a spiritual solution, um, with, uh, you know, on the outside you have yeah. to go in, but the gorgeous thing is when you go in and you're healing your soul, your body heals, like everything yeah. starts to heal. And all those components you mentioned, I absolutely love AA and it, it got an AA saved my life. The missing parts that I saw, and it's why I'm so passionate about this and about being a health coach is yes, you learn how to put down the drink and turn your life over to a higher power and walk that spiritual um, life and, and practice this in all your affairs. But what about the fact that I was drinking for so long and that my literally my gut microbiome is destroyed. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't grow up meditating. I don't really understand breath work. Um, and what sort of exercise is the best to help with stress, anxiety, or someone who's just newly sober or, you know, there are, what, what does that look like? And what do you mean relationships and community? There are so many different components to becoming a flourishing, healthy human being that we can have this space here to teach and guide about all of them, all these containers that are yeah. necessary. Right. You know, right. That for me, because a lot of times too, and I'm sure you see this Michaela with your clients, you swap addictions. If you don't really truly get to the core and heal that addiction and learn different ways to cope and then different ways, or maybe more aligned ways to care yeah. for your entire being mind, body, yeah. spirit. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a wonderful journey. It really oh, is. Once exactly. you step in towards that. And so we want to invite you to step yeah. towards that with us. If that interests you, um, we do have the sober, um, sober girls mastermind mm -hmm. and we have just expanded it. So it includes a monthly group call. Mm -hmm. It also includes a private group that you will get you know, uh, access to. And in there we have tools and resources and all of these things that we talk about, about going deeper, about doing the work, about, you know, life more than just like mm -hmm. stopping, um, putting down the drink. It's about 
now doing the work to clean things up and to really get clear on the type of life you want, because you are truly, truly in control. You are limitless. Your body can heal. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts can heal. Your relationships can heal. Your routines can, once you decide, can be like remarkable. They can be, feel so like enriching in Mm -hmm. all areas of your life. And so we want to invite you to that. The link will be in the show notes for it all. And I think our next call is January 11th. Mm -hmm. Um, So we would love to have you. Join us. I mean, the only question is how good do you want to feel? I mean, honestly, how good do you want to feel? Jump in and join us. We're ready. We are ready. So we'll see you next time. Hope you have a beautiful holiday season. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.